Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, VA Claims Insider Facebook Live. Welcome. Name is Coach Jeff Rogers coming to you via Facebook Live. And we've got my uh, brother, brother in arms, maybe the same brother from the same mother. I don't know, Coach Adam. Semper Fi, how are you, Coach? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, waiting on here to talk a little bit more about sleep apnea and how we can uh, file it. All right, sounds good. Time is 11. Usually we get about four or five minutes after that hour just to give everybody a chance to come in um, and be with us. Anybody out there? We see anybody coming in from Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, even maybe, I don't know, Space Force? I don't think so, but they are a new member of the family, so welcome. Yeah, and make sure you guys put out... Um where you guys coming from, what branch you were in, mm-hmm. and also served. You know, let us know all that information. Sounds yeah. good. Hey, Junior, good morning. How are you doing? Where are you from? Oh, Houston. Nice. Jimmy Steele, U.S. Army. Whoa. All right. Speak a little bit of Army. I spent six months there at a good old Fort Center, Fire Centers of Excellence, artillery officer. Good deal. All right, we got ooh, Air Force Benjamin. Got a couple of Texas in here. I'm, I'm I'm in the Austin area, Austin, Texas. Uh-huh. So, got Westfall Space Force here as a contractor. All right, I like that. Quezzy, we got U.S. Navy. Huya, half brother with the Marine with the Navy. Chris, welcome. Uh-huh. Stafford. I remember about a year and a half of my life out there in uh, Indiana. Lee Schwab from Indiana. That's where I'm born and raised from. Very nice. Do Hoosier boys. There you go. I'm born and raised in Indiana as well. We're both Marines as well, John. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Nice. Jacksonville. We got Marine vet. Vietnam. All right. If anybody is Vietnam vet, welcome back. Thank you for your service. It is loved, accepted, and I appreciate it. Welcome back. Don Jordan and Dean Johnson, both Air Force, welcome. I don't know what they say in the Air Force. I don't know if it's like hoo or hoo I'm, I'm like no satire. I really don't know. Timmy King. Hey, Timmy. I think you're one of my clients. Sounds All right. Good. Russell Reese, Russell Army, welcome. And I'm loving it. Barry K, 7782, Navy. Oh, yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. I'm loving it. All right, Joel. Okay. 
little sleep apnea already. It's 50%. Very good. OSA, DMZ, welcome. Uh-oh. Here we go. I like. I love this. I love when I see the dual service. Yes, I like they it. Could, <laughs> they couldn't decide. They're like, I wanted to go something else. So they had a identity. All right. Okay. 11 Bravo. Welcome, Chris. Infantryman myself, Chris. All right. Richmond. Very fond memories of Richmond. I had a couple of great four balls out there. <laughs> All right. Kevin C. Army. Ooh. Ooh. Air Force Tennessee. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I love it. I'm seeing. This is what I love. You know, that's what I love about this, uh, Adam, especially being a Marine. We got a lot in common being uh, who's your boys. Yeah, I'm a Boilermaker. We talked about that. That's just me. But seeing everybody here from all over the United States, maybe exterior, different branches of service coming together. And I love it. There he is, Rob Lowery. I spent the last six years up in uh, Norman. I was a cop up there. So welcome from OKC. Now they're starting. Man, look at this. Air Force and Army. Nice again. Puerto Rico. Love that. Love that. Ooh, all right. There you go. Up in here. Sylvia White. Two, all right. 84 I like it. So we got a pretty good mix here. Wouldn't you say, Adam? We got a lot of the Vietnam era, Vietnam vet, Vietnam era. That's awesome. I love it. Different vets. Gary Johnson, welcome back. Thank you for your service. Great, great. Texas, very nice. Same here. And it keeps going, dude. This is what I like. Look at this. A lot of people in here. Another retiree right there. Yes. Got some. Man, I love it. Life, yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Well, it is 1105. We're going to keep having them still come in. I think that's great. But I think this would be a great time. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. What do you want to do that? Introduce ourselves. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Adam, for everybody? Yes. Hey, um, my name is Adam Hallett. Uh, I was in the United States Marine Corps from 07 2015. I had multiple MOSs from 0311 to 0352 when I was a professional instructor gunman in a scout sniper platoon. I did five tours. Uh, three Afghanistan, two Muse. I was a contractor as well um, overseas. And then also I was a range security officer and I helped uh, instruct pistols and uh, shoot how to shoot pistols, rifles and shotguns. And then I helped. Um, I'm 100 percent disabled myself. I do have sleep apnea myself. Um, I did all my claims. It took a long time. Had no help, which I wish I would have found this company when I was doing mine. Um, and now I've been working here for the last six, seven, eight months. I love it. Love helping out vets. And I learn every something new every day with veterans. And I love to connect. And it's also um, just a great um, environment to be around with all mostly veterans in this company. And it's great to work with them. How about you, Jeff? That's awesome. I love that. I love to hear that. The passion behind what we do. And, you know, you serve, you deserve. That's what Brian Reese says. He's our, uh, he's our boss's boss, boss, CEO of the company. Right. Uh, similar to Adam, I'm a I'm 100 permanent total Marine. Uh, one deployment, excuse me, my eyes. Uh, one deployment to the Republic of Georgia for about five six months. A couple months, couple of days shy of six months actually. Um, I was an artillery officer four years active and six years reserves. Also a civ uh, civil affairs officer and a range coach. Uh, teaching everybody, you know, from the 100 all the way back to the old uh, school of five. I did that from 2009 to 2019. So, and I'm also 100% uh, 
a permanent total disabled veteran, anything from musculoskeletal, bad knees, back, pain. And then I'm also, uh, you know, with depression connected there as well. I do not have sleep apnea, um, to be quite honest. I've never looked into it other than, you know, with what I'm studying here and what I know, being a representative coach here for the last two months. So I'm about four or five months shy of that, um, but still know the process just the same. So everybody that is here, welcome. If you are a service-connected disabled veteran for anything, you know about the process a little bit. If you don't and you want to know about sleep apnea, well, that's why you're here and that's why we're here and that's we're going to help to shed some light on sleep apnea itself. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get, uh, jump into that. All right, so Adam, do you remember looking into this stuff? Like, what exactly is sleep apnea? Do you remember what it was? So yes, um, most of us probably didn't get tested while we were in service mm -hmm. or didn't study while we were in. I did not, um, and there's not very many people that I know that do. So off a lot of times, you know, we find it out after service that we have it or finally we get tested for it. Or we heard from like this person, that person, a friend, family member, whatnot. Hey, you know, what's sleep apnea? And most of us don't even know what it is. So there's also symptoms that we, you know, we look it up mm -hmm. or, you know, um, someone tells us what they are. And then finally we go to the VA or, you know, our primary care doctor and go see what all this is all about. Um, so good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. It's, there's, there's multiple symptoms that go into this. Just one thing. At a basic, what is it? It's a serious, what they say, a serious uh, sleep disorder, according to the Mayo Clinic, in which this part of your throat, okay, this part, it just it repeatedly opens and shuts. Okay, that's at a base of what it is. Now, going further into what it is, there's recognized three right now that I've, that the VA rates. Right, we have your obstructive sleep apnea. That's what one of the veterans said. He's got OSA at fifty percent. Right, that's actually one of the most common amongst veterans. And going a little further into why are veterans more prone to it? Well, for veterans, I think I read the, a number the other day that it's they're four times as likely, four times as likely to have sleep apnea, whether you know it or not. Uh, against uh, the civilian population, so, right? It is a serious sleep disorder. You know, getting up in the middle of the night, um, right? A fire watch, you know, fire watch at two in the morning, right? Or you know, just a constant interrupting of sleeping and all that. So yeah, there's multiple things that go into for the obstructive sleep apnea. Then we also have that central sleep apnea, right? Obstructive sleep apnea, and most common form it's where the throat muscles relax and they block the airway. Okay, and then the other one. Secondary or the second one is central sleep apnea. It occurs where the brain, right? It's not like the old uh, 119 fox trots, right? That it's not sending the correct comms to your throat and uh, to control the breathing. And then, of course, there's the complex. It's just a mix of the two. So that's in in a nutshell a basic definition of the three types that the VA supports. So let's. Uh, Adam, can you just describe some of the symptoms that you, on a personal level, deal with that may also be listed under the symptoms that are listed by the VA? Yes, um, I'll give you some of the symptoms right now. Um, for mm -hmm. me, it's snoring. Snoring, obviously, we heard that a lot. Um, also, interrupted by stop breathing during a sleep. Mm -hmm. um, mine as well, but it's also are one of the symptoms. Gasping for air while during your sleep. So that's another symptom as well. 
Also, a waking up with dry mouth. That's probably because your mouth was open. Um, and that's another symptom as well. Morning headaches. Say you wake up and somehow you just, you know, um, you just get morning headaches just randomly, not from night out of fun or anything, just morning headaches. Mm-hmm. Also, um, insomnia uh, in different, you're having insomnia, so you're waking up. Even though you slept that eight hours of sleep and you wake up, feel like you only got three. It's probably another reason as well as a difficulty remaining asleep. Say, I'm sure a lot of us veterans have that. Uh, I have it. Um, hey, man, I get to sleep a couple hours a night, wake up. Maybe I try to go back to bed, maybe not. That's definitely one of the symptoms as well. Um, also, you know, you know, just paying attention due to sleep, you know, deprivation. Just like I said, just when you're getting up, you're just so tired all day, even if you got to sleep or you didn't get yeah. to sleep, just being tired and just, you know, you're just irritable from losing your sleep as well. Also, some of the things that I had that Dr. Taylor was my neck, the size of your neck could be a cause as well. Um, obesity um, could be mm-hmm. something as well. And then also if you have like a longer, um, if your tongue is really big as well, those are some of the VA says in there and um, just high blood pressure stress is one of them as well and whatnot. So those are some of the symptoms that the uh, sleep apnea could have. If you have multiple of those, I would probably get those checked out as well if you could. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's a good list. And like I said, you're, you know, you're knowledgeable on it because you have it and you've been, you've been rated for it. And that's, Thank you for speaking to that, especially with the symptoms. I know I've been told, you know, I don't know, maybe once or twice in my life that I do snore, whether by Marines or family members. But I know my the biggest thing that you know, I deal with is being tired throughout the day because I didn't get that. It's that hyper, one of the fancy medical words, hypersomnolence or whatever it is. It says that you're just constantly tired all day, right? You know, I can, I can even remember going back to like, you know, basic officer training where I was literally just sleeping, standing up. And it was kind of a funny thing, but it could be a symptom of an uh, Well, some subject matter of the military is not so enthralling sometimes. But yeah, I can definitely see why it might may be a uh, issue. So absolutely. Um, let's now that we got the symptoms covered, kind of what are the basics of the three types and what it is in a basic definition. Let's go into the percentages. Right. We did say earlier, 50 percent is that common, right, is most common among all veterans. And Coach Adam, did you say you have 50 percent? Is that correct? Yes, I do have 50 percent. Um, OK. Yeah. Uh, no, that's and that's that's exactly what we're looking for here is we're looking for that firsthand account that uh, that that narrative to say, OK, well, what is it? That's what we're going to go into right now. So the VA, when they do a compensate or a, uh, a percentage, when we say percentage, I mean it for two reasons. Okay, compensatorily, like how much pay you're paid at that level, right? Whether it's 0%, 10, all the way up to 100. There's different gradations, but with respect to uh, sleep apnea, there's, it's got breaks 0, 30, 50, and even 100. And each of these different levels, they go into um, different symptoms. So it's a, it's a compensation and it's also a symptom, right? Uh, just really basic, 0%, you have your asymptomatic. So the things are documented saying that you don't have symptoms, but there is a, you have something going on with your breathing. That's all it's. So you don't have symptoms, but the doctor has stated you got some, right? Now going into that 30%, all right, let's talk about 30% first with symptoms. All right, 30%, you have that, we talked about that hypersomnolence. They say that persistent. It's all the time during the day you're sleeping, just tired. 
But at this level, it does state that it, you know, at 30% does not require that breathing device at 30%. This is where we're going to get into, I need your help a lot. And I'm going to be humble enough to say this, Adam, on the 50% level, because it is the most common, like we said, um, you do, and it does require, it does require that breathing assistance, right? And you can speak on the device that you have, and there's all there's multiple other ones. Could you speak on that? Yeah. So the device is, you know, you'll go in and get checked. Either sometimes you got to do a sleep study, or you'll have to do a sleep study either at the VA or maybe they send you a, a a home one, which I did mine at home. You get a machine that will let you know how much air goes in um, and everything like that. You put it either over your whole face or just your mouth or just your nose, um, or you can have a whole mask as well as just whichever one, you know, fits you. And it mm -hmm. just force air down uh, your body. So you're, you're getting that enough air while you're breathing and whatnot. So that's how the, the machine works. There's more onto it, details. Um, I know okay. sometimes um, it has data. Sometimes you used to take your data in, I believe the new ones now, that the VA can see the data from on their side. And I do know um, you need to, um, with water, you should clean your, Thing with water every day um, and distilled water is the water they actually in there help it keep it moist and wet and everything like that okay i i didn't know that it, i thought it was just like a little like face mask thing but you're telling me that it's like a porous grant or something like there's one for your nose one just for your mouth or just a nose there's all different types it's just oh. whichever the va and then we'll let you pick and whatnot. Mm -hmm. just ever one you Wow. Okay. I didn't know. I really didn't. Since I don't have it, I don't know. And that's why I'm referring to you on that. That seems like that would kind of disrupt not only your breathing, but trying to go into, you know, like those work life issues that we talk about, those social and living conditions. So absolutely. Um, requires the, the use of the breathing assistance. And you have a CPAP, I think, uh, BiPAP. Um, there's also a thing called an APAP. There's other, there's, there's different things out there at the 50% level, things that can help keep your mouth open place your job there's a whole list of them if you have a question on those if anything like that put put it into the uh the comment section and one of our um one of our awesome um engagement people to follow up with you if we can't get it to you today with the information we will have somebody follow up with you and that's even for all the other questions that's just i want to make sure that you know we know that it's like it's the military if i don't have the question now i'll get it to you right so absolutely thank you for that 50 percent discussion right and then going into 100%, there is a 100% level for this, but there's a lot, a lot of things that go into this, right? Um, the two things that I read in meetings that you have chronic, and it states this in the 38 CFR chronic respiratory, right? Whatever that means for you, if you're diagnosed with it and that is listed in your medical records, absolutely chronic respiratory failure. There's also a thing called, uh, requires that, Ostomy, right? The little slit in your throat. If you need that, that is a 100% that goes into it. And there's a thing also called corporal Um Basically, it's the disease of the lungs or the blood vessel. And I'm reading these things verbatim from. So when you actually, you know, when you sign up with us or if you are working with your coach, you know, your coach is knowledgeable. Either myself, Coach Adam, or whoever they may be, they'll work with you on this process. So that you have, they will arm you with that information. All right. So just so you understand that those are the percentages, 0, 30, 50, and 100. Now, kind of siphoning off of a primary service conduction, um, let's touch base. 
on the old Calusa tribe, you say, Adam, what are those three things you need for any successful VA claim? Well, the triangle is the three parts. Um, mm -hmm. First part is you have to have something in your service records, you know, something about maybe, you know, you're tired, you know, sleep, anything like that. Any of those symptoms would help out a lot. Multiple, of course. Then number two will definitely be the independent medical opinion. So on that will be, you have to go diagnosed by the mm -hmm. doctor uh, and everything like that. And then also the next letter will be the end of the uh, triangle. So you can get service connected. And uh, you can talk a little bit more on that. Absolutely. No, that's exactly what it is. Medical diagnosis, I'm a medical statement. Even earlier this year, the VA just brought back the public forum, the use of your DBQs, right? your disability, disability benefits questionnaire, one provided, one filled out by that uh, medical provider, the same that they do the IMO, that'll be counted just as much as medical evidence. Okay, so make sure you understand what that is. Um, the medical uh, nexus, it's just that statement, right? It's that statement connecting what you have now to your service. Right. It's most likely than not. It's at least likely than not. You know, those those key those key words that are clicking when you're when you go in for the exam and the writer says, oh, it's at least likely. Correct. Most likely. Or the document for excuse me, the doctor for the C and P exam. So absolutely three things most important. And that kind of leads us into another piece, secondary service connection. Secondary service connection, huge. Um, can you, I think you and I were discussing some of those, uh, you remember what some of those were, I think like diabetes, PTSD, can you describe some of those? Yeah. So sleep apnea can be known as a secondary, um, mm -hmm. it'd be like PTSD, obesity, which could be a, a intermediate step to having sleep apnea, uh, TBI, chronic rhinoceros, uh, a deviated symptom, asthma, and also any problem with the heart and lung conditions as well could be that, um, for an example, um, for the obesity, um, say you got PTSD and, um, and maybe you're taking supplements for, it or just, you know, you just have PTSD, which it's making you cause weight or mm -hmm. weight is causing you to have sleep apnea. So therefore you got sleep apnea. So that's how connected to a condition because your sleep apnea was caused by the weight, but your weight was caused by the PTSD and your PTSD was caused by your time in service. So that would be an example of a secondary condition. And um, uh, yes, yeah, for those eligibilities for that, you know, it's a medical, mm -hmm. you got to get diagnosed with the sleep apnea, which is, you know, the one of triangles, like I said. And number two was caused or made worse by active duty service as well. So that's where the nexus will come in. And then also current and recurring symptoms of the sleep apnea to the present day. And that's where the CPAP or, you know, if you're at the lower 30% or higher, if you have the other things, and that's where your percent will come in. So that's basically will be the triangle as well as into the secondary as on that. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I could have said it better myself. Yeah. The, the secondary service connection, you're connected through that primary service connection, right? Sometimes it'd be like, for example, I've got back. That's what we call ridiculopathy. Well, that's connected. I'm 40 or 50%, 40% for that, but that's connected to my original lower back strain. That has the nexus statement saying that it was most likely not similar to this with sleep apnea, PTSD, you're taking the medicine, supplements, whatever, you know, you gain weight. I've, you know, my grandfather, he was Air Force vet, God rest his soul. He had sleep apnea. He had it. It was diagnosed by a you know, private doctor. He had his machine. 
and it was caused by his his weight gain. Exact same thing that Coach Adams said. And I know that um, our boss too, Brian, right? Go to uh, VA Claims Insider Founder. Found he put out there. Um, there's also source material out there um, stating that sleep apnea is secondary conditions. Like there's upwards of 50, 50, 50 conditions that sleep apnea can be secondarily service connected to. All right, so it's not just one or two. There's multiple. We can't speak on that right now because honestly, I don't have the information in front of me. But I know we have, we've just spoken on at least two or three. So that's great. I like that. We've all right. So, yeah, um, and on those, if you're going to, uh, sorry about that, Jeff. Whenever we go over those symptoms, make sure you know you guys sign up. Tell your coach about some of those symptoms and whatnot. And also, you know, um, try to go get a try to go get a diagnosis from the VA if you're possibly can. So that will help you out a little bit. Um, just because you have maybe one or two of these symptoms, that doesn't mean you will have you have sleep apnea. The best thing to do is you'll have to go get diagnosed and go get seen for it to know for sure if you have it or not. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking at a lot of these chats. I'm seeing some of them, you know, and it says like for Josh Carvel, one of the questions, I'm just picking it random here. Everybody, thank you for all these great, uh, great questions, great comments. Thanks for being here. That's why we're here. We're here for you to help, you know, grow this community, make it aware, make aware of what you, you know, you serve, you deserve, and absolutely see back. Yeah, if this is a part of your process, start here. Why not? And if there's other things that you're looking to service connect or you you don't know, sign up, talk with the coach. All right, so we have Joshua Carvel. It says. Could central sleep apnea be caused by PTSD anxiety related symptoms? What at which co uh, what Coach Adam just said, simplify rock. Yes, it could be, but also we're not doctors, so we also have to put that out there too. And that saying that we don't have that medical training. I know I'm a I'm a combat you know was it combat lifesaver CLS one or two. I can talk to you about that with like specifics on sleep apnea. I can't, but what I can tell you is that if you have it, go get it checked out or work with our coaches, develop that sound game plan and say, hey, all right, let's, what are we going to do? Well, do you already have it? Right. You're going to have to have a current, I think within the last two years, they say, um, sleep study. That's a big piece of all this too. Like we talk about evidence, right? This is a huge piece of the evidence because it's actually going to tell you if you have it or not, right? So that's another piece of the pie that you're going to have to go do as well. Um, Coach Adam, did you or do you know anybody else that um, that has sleep apnea and then went in for a CMP? Do you know how the CMP went? That compensation and pension exam? I, for mine, I just had to refill out a paper. I, I believe I had one, but it was on top of two other things, I believe. I just had to refill out a paper. And then after that, two days later, I got my rating. For it. Um, but I did get denied for it first. Okay. So denied for that first. You know, don't look at it like, oh, I've lost, you know, all hope. Just, you know, you go right. back. Maybe the, uh, you know, when you get the uh, the doctor diagnosis, you know, more than likely will, you know, try to um, eliminate on some of those symptoms. You can tell them like, hey, I have this, this, this is what's causing it. And also, uh, more than likely, most of us don't have our medical records with us. But if you do, absolutely, go get seen for some of these, some of the symptoms and whatnot. The best thing to do is try to build up your rapport and everything and see what you got, like what symptoms could cause it, because anything could cause this. More than likely, if you have like mental health or your back and you got something that's already service connected, you probably have a better fight, more than your chance with sleep apnea 
because you do have so many things except for just uh, one thing. But like I said, you could always win on one thing as well or with the sleep apnea by itself. If you have it right. Absolutely. Thank you. Like, like, great. Like I said, you're, you're, I'm learning. I'm learning so much right now and I've got veterans that I'm helping with this process. So absolutely. Thank you very much for that. I think all right, Willie Burnside. I love the name. I love the last name. Like General Burnside, actually with the sideburns. Cool. Uh, can OSA be secondary to GERD? Yes. Yes. And I know that because I looked up one of the symptoms, right? With GERD, it's the esophageal trap, right? So if you're having issues there, that can swell up, right? With the, with the constant uh, choking, right? So that can that could provide, that could be a symptom of it. All I would say, though, further to be clear, I'm not a doctor. Talk with your coach if you sign up with us or talk with your own per, your own medical provider if that's where you're at in your process. Absolutely. I mean, because what it will do is that is the evidence. And, so, and, on, and on that a uh, little bit, just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Something positive well is, is your nose, your chest, and your face. Mm -hmm. All that is like airway. You know what I mean? That's like your upper airway. Anything that could, you know, with your face, your nose, or anything like that, that could cause sleep apnea. Same with your chest. It's the airway coming in and everything like that. And, uh, you know, just anything on your face and nose. Uh, deviated symptoms are uh, one of the big causes as well is what I believe the I got mine as well because I have a huge deviated symptom. One of the worst that's been seen when you look at mine. So, yeah, I mean, just anything with those areas and the already other symptoms. And it, See, it's – yeah, it's more than just like snoring. It's more than somebody you seeing you toss and turn. There's multi symptom, multi symptomatic. Absolutely. Thank you for alluding to or, uh, highlighting those areas. Uh, okay, we have Raymond Fuji Richard, Richardson. Love the name. I love Fuji. Uh, since I was diagnosed with sleep apnea years after leaving the service, do I have to claim it as a secondary condition? No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, you can do a primary. Absolutely, you can, but um, I know from my experience with this, and I know you can allude to this too, Adam, that it's a little bit tougher to connect it because of the whole issue with the mask and a diet or the machine. I know. Could you speak a little bit more on that? Because, like I said, I'm not knowledgeable on that. Really hard. Um, I think I'm one of the weird ones because I have it actually as a primary. Um, but I did have to have it in my service record, all these things. Mm -hmm. talk about it. Um, most of us, like, I didn't go to the BAS or, you know, go see the doctor a lot when I was in. Did eight years of no light duties, nothing. But uh, more than likely, they will be a secondary. So the doctor has to find that or um, the VA has to find that in your service records. Most of us do not have anything about sleep apnea in our service records or the symptoms or what causes it. So when you do get seen for it, uh, more than likely, it would be a secondary. The odds are. But like I said, I'm not the doctor or you know what I mean? You more uh, percentage is people getting as a secondary. And then if you do been years later, you can also uh, see what else has caused it as well by looking into your documents with the VA um, on your your blue button report and see, you know, some other sense you have that might help give you a better fight to get that service connection than to go as a primary way. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Awesome. All right. All right. All right. All right. I like this. I'm going to look at some more of these questions. I did see a comment I wanted to bring up. It says, Kelly Stillwell, I would suggest going through telemedica doctors. So one of the things when you 
sign up with us here at VA Claims Insider, um, you get assigned a veteran coach, either uh, Adam, myself, one of our other awesome uh, coworkers, family, as I say, that's just me, I say family. That's what it is here. And we'll help guide you through the process. We'll be your uh, battle buddy. We'll help coach you. We'll get you ready for any exams that you need. We'll help find the best path and develop that strategy. And yeah, sometimes, most of the time, sometimes you got to go and get an IMO, independent medical opinion, that nexus statement, whether it be for psychiatric, right, mental health conditions, or yeah, whether it be for your sleep apnea and a multitude of other things, but absolutely those, they are in our network of providers. They don't, they're not a part of, but they're separate. So I just want to make sure that that is cleared and clarified. Um, going through it, a lot of great questions. A lot of great questions. All right, Michael Yablonski, how do you correlate Spapnia to be service connected? All right, Ex exactly what we've been just saying, Michael. Great question. Um, really simple. It's, it's not simple because there's a lot of things that go into it, but exactly what we're saying is you're going to need that in-service event, okay, in your medical records like uh, Coach Adam just said. Absolutely. If he said he's one of the weird ones, well, he's a Marine, so we're, as Marines, we're all, right? But in, in all seriousness, it is, if you have it in your medical record, it's a lot easier, right? That, that diagnosis in your medical record. So having that diagnosis in your medical record or having a private medical doctor write you up, write up an independent medical opinion and nexus statement saying, he's got it. Here's the sleep study. Sleep apnea is more likely than not, most likely than not, or I think at the minimum, if I can remember, at least likely than not, right? So those are some things to look at there with regards to that. All right. I hope if great thumbs up so far with all the questions and comments. I'm trying to keep up with them. All right. Oh, here we go. I've been using a VA-provided CPAP for years, but not as there. Yeah. You'll need to have that IMO medical statement. You, you can use the information you've got from the VA, right? That you're going through the treatments. You can use it as evidence, but you'll need that IMO medical statement, excess statement saying that that is connected primarily, primarily or secondarily. Do you have anything else, Coach Adam, on uh, the sleep yeah. apnea regarding this? So when you go to the VA and you do get that sleep apnea done, um, that test, and you do get the CPAP machine, I've been seeing a lot of vets you know, oh, hey, I have it. Therefore, hey, uh, VA thinks, you know, why don't I get the service connection? Well, first, you got to you got to file the claim. You know what I mean? And before you file the claim, you also, yeah, you do have, you know, the current and recurring symptoms of sleep apnea. So you do have the CPAP machine. But you also, like you said, you need to have that in service or that secondary, which something was service connected or not. And also that nexus letter as well. So even if you have, you got uh, C, uh, a CPAP machine, through the VA, that uh, doesn't always mean like, hey, it's going to hit your stuff right away. That never happens. You have to file your claim and make sure when you do, um, you either know which how you're going to do it, either through a primary or secondary. Like I said, more often than not, it'll be a secondary. And if you have a coach, definitely ask your coach and just tell them which route to take. And uh, I'm pretty sure he'll send you to a great network of our doctors with Telemedica and they can always help out of how to see yeah. how to connect that sleep apnea to your uh, and service connection. Absolutely. No, great information. Uh, all right, here it is, Bernard. You want to take this, Coach Adam, on this one? 
Yeah, let's see this. <clears throat> I had a neck injury while on active duty. Started having uh, snoring and throat issues afterwards. Diagnosed years later with obstructive sleep apnea. Uh, have now learned that I had neck surgery for sinitis. Is this a primary or secondary or not yet rated? Well, um, while you have active duty service, I know sinitis is actually one of the symptoms of sleep apnea as well. Also, like I said, um, anything, you know, your throat um, is also one of the symptoms as well. Um, were you ever connected? Uh, you could just um, see if you were ever connected with um, having an injury while you were on there um, with your neck. And you could possibly, more than likely, that would be as a secondary. Because, you know, the wreck, or you said you got the neck or injury, the question just went away. But uh, the neck or the injury that popped up, which um, I don't know if you were service connected for that or not for. But if not, I would try to definitely get that service connected and then probably look the reason why you do have sleep apnea is because of that. But like I said, you need to have that um, that medical diagnosis in that nexus letter as well to get that all service connected because you need that triangle. Absolutely. I, I love it. Great questions. Uh, I did see one. Oh, wait, I was All right. We have, is it harder to get a service connected disability if nothing is in military records? I'm gonna, I'll speak from my experience, okay? I, I was able to copy all my medical records and do it myself. So I, I copied my medical records and I had them. A lot of the time we don't because let's be honest, Coach Adam, I know you did, didn't. I know I didn't ever go to BAH, BAH, excuse me. They, uh, yes. you know, go to the court, BAS, excuse me, I'm thinking about money, right? Uh, BAS to see the doctor. Right. So if you don't have your medical records, you can petition, work with a veteran coach here through um, VA Claims Insider. We'll get you hooked up on that. And if you need your medical records, sometimes you don't. Right. You, chances are you may or may not have been seen with the VA. You can you have your medical blue button records or you even have your own private medical records stating these things. Right. So. All you need, like what, we, what we've been saying, not all you need, but the three basic things that you need are that triangle and then in-service event, service connection, or diagnosis in-service, or that, that medical opinion outside of service, and that evidence. And that's what you'll need absolutely to primary or secondary service connection. Um, let's, somebody else had a, uh, actually I wanted to, I'm to go back to Kelly Stillwell. It says to start, I would suggest getting an appointment with a pulmonary doctor, uh, getting a sleep study through the VA. Absolutely. And I love this last part. Like she's telling you exactly what I would tell you, what Coach Adam would tell you. I like a part of this, the, the strategy. And once, if you want to do that for or wait, talk with the coach and develop that game plan. Because you may, you may or you may not. It's a 50 50 answer here. You may or may not have that information already in your medical record. And look at that right there. Need help with your claim? You get started for free today right there. Membership. And when we say elite membership, we mean elite service. You get with us, you're going to get a coach. And that coach will help be your battle buddy, like I've stated, and will direct you through that process. And will help. We'll tell you exactly what you need and what to do through the entire process. All right. And time is now 11.39. Great. I think that's a perfect time, a segue. Um, I know I've had a great question, a great question answer session here, but also kind of highlight some of the things about sleep apnea. Coach Adam, thank you. Is there anything else that you would say in closing before here in about five minutes we get to uh, a quick
question and answer true and answer chef session. Yeah. yeah, if you if you think you're anything uh, on this topic, uh, sleep apnea, like I said, sign up, get with the coach, let and you know, uh, let them know like, hey, I believe I have it or you have it already. Um, you know, upload those documents that your uh, coach will tell you what to do. And they will like lead you in the right direction. Like uh, Jeff said, they'll give you that elite service. It's not only elite members, but elite service. You know, we always email, text, call, um, and everything like that. So we can see which path is right for you. Just because, you know, your friend got it this way doesn't mean your way is that. So each mm -hmm. path and whatnot, and, I'm, and your coach is very uh, knowledgeable about which way to do it. So make sure um, if you do do it, you know, through us, you know, sign up, you know, and let the coach help you out. Uh, if you do go by yourself, you know, make sure you know, you know, you know, the triangle, you know, that what's in your medical records, if you can also, you know, um, make sure you get that nexus somehow and also make sure, you know, um, you need that, um, the IMO from the doctor to let you know that like, Hey, this is her medical opinion on it. Uh, <laughs> diagnosed. That's it. So to go off of what you just said as a transition to another comment, great. Thank you very much for that. Um, gentleman, excuse me, here says, how do you get an IMO? Well, you could go to your own medical provider, however you want, but if you go through us, we'll um, get that strategy. And I'm not going to talk about specific strategies for any one person because those strategies are different. You know, Coach Adam, he said five, two or five uh, deployments, three combat, two views, if I can remember from what you said. And we may have even cried. Yes, we did cross paths when we were in the service. Semper Fi to that. Um, but his story is different than mine. I'm a combat arms artillery officer was, and I only did five months of deployment. What does that have to do? Well, our experiences are different, but yet they are the same. So we can speak the same language, but we may have different dialects, different bits of information. And I also do want to point out right now, before I go any further, to Ellie Stillwell, I apologize. I apologize for assuming I did not mean to say that. So Kelly is the key. I apologize. Out of my heart. Thank you for correcting me. And of course. All right. Let's keep going any further. Ah, that great. I love this one. Uh, Ryan Apolinario. Let's what he say. I did a sleep study and I didn't have a I didn't have sleep apnea, but I continue to have sleep problems. Is this a separate issue? Um, yes. I mean, um, so if, if you did a sleep study and you don't have sleep apnea, but you do have sleep problems, that's probably something uh, you should probably go see your primary care doctor for. Um, I don't know if you go to the VA or not, but um, if you did, you know, um, you do continue to have sleep problems, I would definitely go see your primary care doctor. Um, I'm sure you can always maybe try to go back and try, you know, tell your doctor like, hey, I think I have it. Maybe, maybe the test or maybe you didn't get it chance to sleep on the test. I've heard people say that, hey, I try to take the sleep study test, but I don't sleep anyways. So therefore they didn't really record anything. I don't know. That's what they said. Just going off them. But yeah, um, I believe it could be a separate issue. But like I said, I'm not the doctor. I didn't give you the test and I, I can't see the results. The best thing you could do is go back to whoever gave you the test results and be like, why do I not have it? And maybe is there any way that I could, the test messed up or is there anything that I did wrong to myself to mess up the test is what I would ask the questions to them about. Absolutely. And yes, we have William Beatty. Before we get, I'll answer this one and then I'm going to come back to uh, Bruce. Bruce, let bring Bruce's question. Willie says, I'm disabled. It was told that because I didn't become disabled during active duty. 
<laughs> I am not eligible for DBA disability benefits. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. This is not true. I'm going to tell you that if you put your right hand up and you said, I, William or Willie Beatty, do solemnly swear or affirm, served honorably, you, and you get it. What is going on? Mentally, musculoskeletally, like in your muscles, your, your bones, your joints. Take a look at yourself and actually ask yourself, what is going on? Is it some active duty? It could be, absolutely. And then if it's true, talk to um, talk to a coach. Sign up with us and get the process started. And we can you know, sign up with Coach Adam, Coach Jeff, whoever. If you, if you know somebody, you want to talk to somebody specific, we're here for you. We're, we're your guide, your, your battle buddy, and you're gonna, we'll, we'll work for you and do the best we can to guide you on this process. All right, so absolutely. Thank you for that, Willie. And let's go to Bruce. First off, Bruce, like I always say to everybody, Vietnam, thank you. Thank you for your service and welcome home. Um, nothing in your records, CPAP 10 years ago, filed OSA secondary. VA said, not, okay, well, you can do, um, you can do a supplemental claim since you've already been applied for it. Um, if you had a nexus statement, what I would do is reapply, work with us. We'll, we'll develop that strategy, that game plan. Because let's be honest, you can have all of the documents in the world, an awesome claim, this stack and submit it. But each doctor and each person is different. So it's an independent thing that you have to discuss with the coach and, and look through the material. All right. And on that uh, route, like I said, I actually got denied twice for mine before mm -hmm. I got the time. And I mean, I got the sleep study done. Maybe it's just how it was written different, or I just had to fill out paper. But I was, I mean, even like I said, if you get denied, don't don't think it's game over. You know what I mean? That's just the beginning, getting started. And then I'm sure, you know, if you have a coach, we'll go in, we'll, we'll look at that decision letter. We'll see either what something they missed or maybe something we mm -hmm. need to do on our end, and then we'll definitely get that back in there as a supplemental claim, or maybe they missed something so big and we can just move it to a, uh, a higher level review, which is called a uh, HLR, and we can get that in there to get that higher rater um, to look at that so we can make sure, you know, all the information and all the nexus and, um, and the IMO that we submitted for you can be seen by the VA. All right. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. It is now 1146 hours if you're in the middle of the country central, one hour on the east coast, and many hours behind if you're in the mountains, going out to Cali and all the way out to our brothers and sisters in Alaska, Hawaii, and maybe in some of the other sectorates. We have some more questions. This is what we're going to talk about. Any questions that you may have? I don't know this name. Forgive me. I only speak Spanish and English and a little bit of Carvelian, but I, I don't know this language. So... If you'd like to put your name in there, that's great. Thank you so much for the question. The VA had me do a sleep study, got diagnosed with sleep severe. Okay, so uh, SOSA, they issued you a sleep apnea. I then filed for sleep apnea. I had a couple of buddies write buddy letters. What's next? Well, I mean, if you've got the diagnosis, um, right, but that's going to be the evidence, right? If, it's, if it is that evidence from the VA doctor, they're not going to count that as an AM statement saying, well, he's diagnosed with it's just going to go into evidence. You're going to need that nexus, that independent medical opinion stating your severe obstructive sleep apnea is at least, it's most or likely than not, or it is, it is likely, you know, so the different gradations of the words. I mean, those are great to have buddy letters, 
but that is a common misconception. And I know uh, in our organization, I know some people speak on this too, that buddy letters are not. Just because somebody may have bunked with you, you know, somebody, you know, your packmate, your bunkmate, whatever they are, they're not the, they are evidence, but they're not the diagnosis. They just help to go and bolster your claim, absolutely. Correct. All right. So Mark Madro, oh, I, he's even from Guam. Mark Madrazo from Guam. Great question. Thank you for joining us from Guam. Awesome. All right. Mark Ivory. Said on one of my denials, the OSA they had a lot of incorrect information. Uh, sent in statement listing all incorrect info and still denied. What is next? Um, well, for that, um, you'll probably have to well, deny what kind of depends what kind of information was wrong. And, and when you um, you said when you incorrected incorrect information and still was denied, did you go for a high level review? Or did you go back and get more new roller evidence and submit a supplemental claim? Um, that's that's something you know it, it would be a difference on because um, <clears throat> maybe do hollow mm -hmm. review. Therefore, you should like you know point it out um, exactly what stuff because sometimes even though you do for a hollow review, um, they're going to ask you like you know what what's wrong with it. And if you can get super detailed, remember they're the ones you know reading it like hey what's wrong. And, you know if you give them a whole stack, then you know they don't know exactly what to look at. But once you start you know, hitting a detailed pinpoint in it, then they can see what's wrong, but also um, the incorrect info and still deny what is next. Best thing to do if you have a coach, get with your coach, let them read the decision letter and see what, you know, what's in there. Maybe, uh, maybe the, uh, the doctor or the, uh, um, the VA uh, miss, you know, read your, um, you know, your um, submission um, and anything like that. Like you said, a lot of incorrect information. Um, who was the in incorrect information on? Was it the nexus? Um, or anything like that that you did submit or the IMO? Because if I would, I would get all that correct before I submitted it besides submitting a uh, incorrect information to the VA and then, you know, have to go back and fix it. I would probably just try to go back if get a new one. Um, if the information, check it, make sure it's all like good and to a T, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, make sure everything's good before I would submit that as well. Um, and now that you got denied, it'll at least have to be a supplementary claim no matter what. So, anything, any, you got anything more on that, Jeff? Yeah, and I'm going to keep uh, saying this in terms of your story is specific to your. And when you were, you mentioned the HLR, when you say the higher level review, it, you, you're going to have somebody else looking at your claim. We recommend that, right? It is one of the uh, suggestions or one of the choices when you apply. Uh, the only other thing I would say in addition to that is when you do an HLR, look at your decision letter. Right, your e-benefits account is your is all of your uh, VA disabilities rated at percentage, whether it's service connected or what percentage. That's your roadmap of who you are on paper in terms of your VA disabilities. The VA decision letter, very similar to that structure, is that they're just they're giving you the information that you need to write and fix and what you need. You know, for example, uh, calling it uh, the person that has the buddy statements. Well, if a person had all of the diagnosis, the IMO, they had all that, and they had a nexus statement, you put it in there, that's evidence, right? That's evidence. And the VA decision letter can say, well, not enough evidence, this was incorrect, according to this, or whatever. You know, they're going to cite those EVA decisions that have been decided before, 
you know, uh, and they're going to, they're going to use that. Hopefully, you know, the duty to assist is there as best as the, that one individual can. So if you choose to do uh, work with VA Claims Insider, we've got access to templates and meaning we can access to templates in terms of how to help you create and construct the best possible model for your HLR. That's what I'm trying to say. That is, you'll have access to that VA Elite Experience Portal when you sign up with us. Um, all right, Raymond says, can you get your IMO through your primary doctor at VA or does it have to be a doctor outside of VA? Um, here, go ahead with that. Yeah, you yeah, Raymond, you can get your, uh, I mean, you get um, like a medical opinion, like say like you go in, like say you have uh so you got hurt for your ankles or back in service, but you never connected for it, right? Well, if you keep going to the VA and looking at your back and it's, you know, like you have a back with like an 80-year-old man and you're only 40, um, you know, and you keep going, they look at it like um, that's where the evidence is. Um, that's the reason why we tell our veterans, keep going to the VA, keep getting looked at. That's how you build your evidence up. Um, yeah, um, say like, hey, my back hurts, but I haven't been seen in like 10 years. And you're like, oh, well, I haven't seen your back. But yeah, I mean, the VA, uh, their primary care doctors don't really help you with the claims. It's just the evidence they write in. Like if they tell you like, hey, um, you know, like say your ankle, your back, now you're getting x-rays. Maybe you're going to the chiropractor. Um, not only that, uh, maybe you're going to PT, you know, physical training, you know, uh, physical therapy. You're getting all that stuff done. They're doing x-rays or getting looking for back and everything. And they keep seeing it's not getting better. And you do have that in-service, you know, in-service stuff. That's where you get some evidences. But yes, like doctors as well. Telemedica is huge on, um, you know, looking at um, all kinds of medical evidence as well. Just um, when you do go an outside doctor like Telemedica or network of Telemedica for doctors, they're great on how to write, um, of how to use the VA verbiage for them, you know, and not only that of they know what the VA kind of hands are. So um, what the words that need to be written, like more like least than likely, I keep seeing that in the chat right now, more than likely. Um, a lot of regular doctors that you go to don't really know how to write some. Um, most of them don't know how to write it. That's why they go off just the evidence like, hey, maybe the degree angle of you've been in over is this. And that's pretty much all you got to go off of. Uh, and, you know, you got to tell them how it affects you too, like your everyday life, your occupation, you know, and everything like that. So that's the best way for you how to get evidence Just keep going to the doctor. Even if you're like 10%, 20% for your back and you want to get connected, you know, um, you know, do anything, keep going to the doctor, keep getting seen, keep building that new and relevant evidence. You know what I mean? Cause if you've seen the doctor for one time, 10 years ago for your back, okay, what's it look like now? You know? Um, so that's what I would keep doing. Just keep going to the VA or go to your primary care doctor, keep getting the new and updated relevant evidence for, so you guys can submit these claims and get these wins you guys deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's called the continuity of care, you know, like, I'm 70%, you know, rated depression and I go once a month to a psychiatrist. I go once a week to a chiropractor, you know, I get a massage once a month. I know that sounds, but it's self-care, man. I'm out of the military. I don't have to be told, Hey, 800 milligrams and change your socks. Guess what? I didn't change my socks enough and I still got trench foot. So you listen to the people when you're in service and you have the evidence while you're in service, but a lot of the time you're going to get it when you get it, right? Um, Kelly posted, yeah, the VA doctors don't do the IM or the nexus statements. I think that's more what you know what we're gonna look at here. They're not gonna say it's gonna be service connected because it is a right conflict of interest there. But absolutely that goes into your blue button. 
goes into that evidence and continuity of care. Absolutely. And then we have Joel Brown says, didn't file a claim for 40 years after I got out. 100% ENT. Never too late. Boom. Semper Fi, Joel. That's. Yeah, great. Yes. That's See, what I love. You know, even if you're Vietnam, Gulf War, um, Iraq, Afghanistan, even if, you know, you're in the uh, peacetime, everything. It's never too late. No matter if you served, you know, a month, year, eight years, lifer, doesn't matter. It's never too late. And, you know, you serve, you deserve. Absolutely. But well, we are coming up on, you know, that time. That's our DDT. Whenever I was doing missions, I'd always give my guys, all right, here's your DDT, your drop dead time, right? So drop dead time of about 11.57. So conclusion, my name was Coach Jeff. Thank you for joining us today. Very great participation. I love the information. I know I learned a lot. So again, uh, Jarhead served 100% permanent total. We're here for you. Got other veterans, other different branches, not all Marines work for it, but hey, wouldn't hurt, wouldn't hurt. So thanks for being with us. And go ahead, Coach. I appreciate you too. Thanks, you guys, for coming out. It was a pleasure talking to you about sleep apnea and other things. Also, if you guys are looking to sign up, um, someone should drop it in the comments in the chat, one of the coaches will, of how to sign up with us. Um, definitely get with the coach. You know, like if you, you know, there's a lot of information out there. There's more. We weren't, the VA, you know, has new information every day coming out. We're learning just as much as you guys are. But like I said, get with the coach, sign up with us and, you know, let a coach help you with the path and get you the rating you guys deserve. It's really hard on your own. I did it myself. Drive me crazy. You know what I mean? Um, it's very time dedicated when you're on your own. But when you have a coach and someone there to help you fight, you know, you're not only getting a coach, you're getting a team, not only getting your team, you're getting a company and you're getting that at least service. Uh, you know what I mean? That's very hard to find these days. Um, also, like I said, if you guys have some questions we didn't get to today, um, we will have someone reach out to you about those questions and whatnot and everything like that. And hey, we have. We always have classes. We have coffee and the coach in the morning. And I, I believe Brian is having his book coming out May 11th for you guys. Yes. To has a bunch of information and everything of how to get you, know, you serve, you deserve. So back to you, Jeff. Uh, I agree. Thank you for that. I love, love everybody in terms of the mill. I love everybody in the world, right? To talk about being a good human, but like, this is a passion. I love this. Such great experience. All right. We have, I would like to identify to Mark Ivory. Can you change your coach? I don't have that information right now, but what I would do, what I would do is I would um, have somebody reach out to you. Your coach. Yeah. Just talk to your coach. If, if he, uh, just at least be like, Hey man, what's going on? This is what I feel like. Just, just give your coach, just give them, sure. let them know what's going on and, and what you expect. You know what I mean? Cause you know, uh, we expect you guys to do some homework and obviously you guys expect the same, you know, lead service back as well just get with him or her or your coach and just let them know like hey man like let's you know do this and do that just give them that i promise you they'll they'll come around and get you the rating you deserve good 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 and, and again if there's any information or questions that we didn't get to today please be patient please be patient as this thing is live right and we'll have somebody get back to you absolutely you know the whole military presentation i don't have the answer I'll get it back to you, you know, so great, great class today. I learned a lot and I hope you all did as well. Thank you very much. And Bernard, if you don't have a coach, um, 
if we'll, we'll get you that link. All right, I see there's a couple of, you know, about five more seconds. Yeah, we'll get you that DBQ. Um, trying to look out here, anybody else? Wherever you're from, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Whether you're beginning now, whether you're in the process, or whether you're at 80%, 90%, or you're 100% and you just love coming to these, and you want you need help and you want that directed service, come on out. VA Claims Insider, it's right there. You see it on your screen. I, I'm pointing it correctly. Sign up. We're here to help you. We're your battle buddy, your fire team member, your what have you to help get you through this process. Right? The age of the process that we have with the elite experience. All right. You guys, guys have a great day. Great day, Appreciate you guys coming out. Thanks, guys.